Good morning again, Champion Force, and it is so good to be with you. And I want, at the outset of this message, to welcome in all of our campuses who are watching via simulcast, Jersey Village, North Klein, and Conroe. So good to be worshiping with you today. I also want to welcome all of those that are watching online, members of Champion Forest who cannot be here today for perhaps a number of reasons. You may be traveling or maybe you have underlying health conditions and this virus. We want to welcome you and thank you for being here today as well, worshiping with us online. And I just want to say at the outset of this message uh, how very grateful I am to be here with you this morning. Our family has absolutely loved getting to know you, meet so very many of you. We have walked each of your campuses. Uh, We have prayed with your staff teams, and we truly are honored uh, that the pastor search team who Just so you know, I have grown to love in these last few months. They have represented you so well, uh, served you so well, and uh, the time that we have spent together, praying together, getting to know one another, uh, I'm just thrilled. My family is thrilled that they would entrust to us and entrust to me uh, the privilege and the opportunity to become your fourth pastor in your 50-year history. And I want to say, should you vote? me in to serve as your pastor today. And as I understand it, I've got to get 75% of the vote. And I've told a lot of people I hadn't needed a 75 this bad since my college final days, all right? (laughs) Uh, I want you to know uh, all I've ever wanted to do was to be a lead pastor. Since I was 17 years old, God called me in the ministry. I spent one summer in the student ministry at my home church, knew I didn't want to do student ministry since I was 17. Uh, I knew God was calling me to be a senior pastor. And for these last 20 years, I've had the privilege of serving as the teaching pastor, the last 10 at Prestonwood Baptist Church. And I knew God was stirring in my heart uh, in November, Uh, stirring in my heart uh, what would be uh, my next assignment although I had no idea what that next assignment would be, where it would be, never in a million years did I imagine that it would be at a place like this, like Champion Forest. Uh, You have, church, such an incredible reputation. You've had incredible pastors through the years, most recently a wonderful interim pastor. And I just want you to know that I stand here today truly humbled and honored and grateful for the possibility to serve as your next senior pastor. And should you vote me in today, I want you to understand, and please know my heart in this, that by God's grace, I will pledge to be a faithful pastor to you, uh, to walk alongside this staff team, to walk alongside you, and I will do my very best uh, to serve this wonderful congregation. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to take God's Word And turn with me to Luke chapter 2. And just so you know, this is how I'll start every message at Champion Forest. I want you to take your Bibles. I want you to take God's Word. And I want you to turn to Luke chapter 2. The title of the message today is Breaking News. Now, if we've gotten used to anything in 2020, it's seeing come across our television screens or coming across up on our phones, these two words, we see them pretty consistently these days, breaking news. It's happened a couple of times this past week, earlier on this week, 
Breaking news came across the television screen that a 90-year-old grandmother in Coventry, England was the first person to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. And then I got a breaking news alert that Chuck Yeager, Brigadier General Chuck Yeager, the first pilot to break the sound barrier, had passed away at the age of 97. And then last week, uh, you champion for us, your communications department sent out on Saturday afternoon around 4 o'clock, 4.30, breaking news alert. Here it was on your social media. Uh, you see it on the screen. You saw it if you're on Twitter, breaking news. And here it was just announcing that I was to become uh, your pastor, come in view of a call, and it is breaking news. We're all familiar with breaking news. Breaking news will let you in on valuable information. Breaking news alerts you that something significant is taking place. Breaking news is meant to grab your attention. It's supposed to cause you to stop what you're doing. It breaks in and interrupts everything that is going on precisely because it is breaking news. Well, here in Luke chapter 2, we get a glimpse of some breaking news taking place. And this breaking news, it is the most important news. It is the best news that has ever been shared. I want us to look at our text together, Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8, reading through verse 11. The Bible says this, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, I love the context and the setting that surrounds this breaking news that we read about here in Luke's gospel. First of all, there hadn't been any breaking news in 400 years. You look at your Bibles and you take that one page that divides the Old Testament and the New Testament, and that represents 400 years of silence. No prophetic word, no messages from God. No breaking news for 400 years. And then in a moment, some holy angels crashed the silent night and announced to some no-name lowly shepherds some earth-shattering news. And their opening line, it's always caused me to laugh a little bit. Look at it in the first part of verse 10. And the angel said to them, Fear not. What? I mean, these shepherds, they're going, if there was ever anybody that had a routine, it was them. They're watching over their sheep. They're doing their thing, what they've done every single day. It's late in the evening. They're getting ready to get some sleep. And all of a sudden, an angel appears. And this isn't some precious moments figurine, all right? I mean, this is a mighty angel of God announcing this breaking news. You better believe these shepherds were scared. In fact, verse 9 actually says they were filled, look at it, with great fear. King James Version translates this and says they were sorely afraid. I don't even know what the word sorely means, but if an angel showed up, I'm telling you, I'd be sore too because I'd be running as fast as I can. They were afraid. 
And before this angel informs these shepherds of this breaking news, they speak a word of comfort. They settle the shepherd's heart down a little bit, and they say, fear not. And then look at the rest of verse 10. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now I want you to notice three components of this breaking news. If you're taking notes, and I'll encourage you to do so, that you write these things down, remember them, refer to them later in your own time alone with the Lord. All of the references that we look at, all of the points will be on the screen for you, and so you can write them down and follow along. Three components to this breaking news. First, I want us to see that this breaking news is good news. Secondly, I want us to see that this breaking news is of and results in great joy. And then third, I want us to see that this breaking news is for all the people. So let's look at them in detail. First, this breaking news is good news. Now, I don't know about you, but good news sounds pretty good to me right now. I mean, it seems like everything we're hearing these days is nothing but bad news. And so I like reading that there's some good news here. The Scripture tells us, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25, like cold water to a thirsty soul. So is good news from a far country. Night, those angels visited those shepherds in the fields of Bethlehem, surrounding Bethlehem. This was breaking news from the far country of heaven to some thirsty souls on earth below. And I want you to notice there in verse 10, when the angel comes on the scene and he says, fear not, I bring you good news. Underline that in your Bible. I bring you good news. Notice he didn't say, I bring you good advice. Good advice is what you get when you've never been to a restaurant before and you ask the waiter what you should order and they tell you. That's good advice. Good advice is when you, when you go to your annual physical and the doctor says, listen, you need to drop about 10 to 15. You need to stop drinking so much coffee. You need to add some vitamins and, to, and supplements to your diet. That's good advice. Good advice is when I tell my eight-year-old girls who are playing basketball to use their legs when they shoot. That's good advice. The angels didn't say, I bring you good advice. They said, I bring you good news. Didn't say, I bring you good information. Good information is Google Maps. I've been using it a lot lately here in Houston. Gets you from point A to point B in the quickest amount of time. That's good information. Good information is the small print on that contract that you want to make sure you read before you sign your name. That's good information. But the angel didn't say, I bring you good information. No, no, no. Listen, there's a world of difference between good advice and good information and good news. That's what the angel said. He said, I bring you good news. Everybody likes good news. Good news is when... When your spouse comes in and says, hey, the children just call. They're coming home for Christmas, which really means the grandchildren are coming with them. That's good news. Good news is when you go to the doctor, and you've been waiting on those test results to come back, and the doctor comes in and says, scan's clear. That's good news. Good news when you get that Christmas bonus. And you can now go all Clark Griswold and build that pool in the back that you've always wanted to build. That's good news. Everybody loves good news. 
Good news causes us to perk up, puts energy in our step, refreshes us, encourages us. And just what is this breaking news that is good news that these angels announced to the shepherds on that evening? Look at it there in verse 11. Here's the good news. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Three titles ascribed to Jesus here. This is the good news. Number one, that a Savior has been born. That he is Christ the Lord. That he is Lord. A Savior is here. Jesus, his very name, means to save. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, she will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus for he will save the people from their sins. Saving is what Jesus came to do. Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. See, what makes the good news so good is that the bad news is so bad. And the bad news is that we are sinful people. And because of our sin, we are separated from a holy God. And that gap, that chasm is too big. Too large to be overcome by anything. Not your good works, not your last name, not coming to church, not being a good person. Nothing can bridge the gap between a sinful man or woman and a holy God. That's the really bad news. There is nothing that can bridge that gap. Which the bad news is what makes the good news so good is that God knew that that gap couldn't be bridged. And so you know what? He came to us. Amen. He came to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And this is the good news of the message that day, that we now have a Savior. Savior. It was a word that was common in the vernacular of the day. It's translated elsewhere, specifically in the Old Testament, as deliverer. Old Testament judge or king would lead Israel into battle. And as they would win a victory, they would deliver the people. They would save the people. Now the people of Jesus' day, we know they were looking for a political savior. They thought this breaking news was all about someone who would finally come on the scene and deliver them from Roman rule and Roman occupation. But Jesus, he was a different kind of savior. I love the quote. I don't know who it's attributed to. It just says this. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a Savior. Amen. Sent us a Savior. It's good news. He sent us a Savior. He sent us a Messiah. That's, that's what the term, the title Christ there means. It's the anointed one of God, the promised one. Jesus was the one that was promised from the very beginning, the fall of man, Genesis chapter 3. There's one that would come to save and deliver. He's seen in every Old Testament book that we have. There's a picture of him. There's a type of him. We see Jesus, that thin red line representing his blood all the way through every book in the Bible. He is the promised one. 
who God would send to redeem and ultimately establish his rule and reign on the earth. He is the Christ, the anointed one of God. And don't miss this final title that the angel attributes to him. He says he is Lord. It's good news. It's good news that he is Lord. He's sovereign. He's in control. He's calling the shots. Not Herod, not Caesar Augustus, not any earthly king. I mean, even in this today, you, I get to come here in view of a call and you get to vote, but ultimately it's the sovereign Lord that's calling the shots. This is good news. Only one Lord who is worthy of all that we are and all that we have. And it was that baby that was announced that day here in Luke chapter 2. Daryl Bach, professor of Dallas Theological, says this, Savior points to his role as deliverer. Messiah, Christ, points to his office in terms of the promised anointed one of God and Lord indicates his sovereign authority. And to that I say amen and amen. And because it is breaking news. This breaking news was good news that day. But not only that, look at it. It is a message that is not only of joy, but it produces great joy in our life. Look at verse 10 again. The angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now the message of Christmas is the message of the incarnation. That God has left the confines of heaven, wrapped himself in flesh, and as the old song says, he came to breathe our air and walk our sod. And just thinking on this, I mean, just attempting to wrap our mind around this, that God left heaven and came to earth for us, that is a message of joy. Listen to... uh, The word artist, Max Licato. Listen to what he says on this. Maybe his vocabulary will just help us wrap our mind around this. The omnipotent, in one instant, made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God as a fetus, holiness, sleeping in a womb. You can't think about Christmas. Hey, you can't sing about Christmas without singing songs of joy. Think about it. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Oh, come all ye faithful. We just lifted it up in song. What's the next words? Joyful and triumphant. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Oh, tidings of comfort and what? Joy. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Joyful all ye nations rise. The message the angel brought all those years ago, it is a message of joy. And when it is received into our lives and Jesus takes his place as the rightful king and leader in our life, the Lord of the universe, taking up residence in us, it produces a joy in us that no one can ever take away. My dad, great man, raised me in the church, to love Jesus. Some of my earliest memories as a little boy 
We had a blue and brown station wagon. It was ugly. It was the ones you could sit in the back. You know, we didn't have car seats back then. We were just looking at the people that are tailgating us right behind us. We're right there. Some of my earliest memories were leaving church on a Wednesday night. I couldn't have been more than four or five years old. And me and my dad would sing in the car. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. This is the message of Christmas. It produces great joy. I mean, don't miss the fact that in verse 9, the angel shows up and he says, Fear not. Again, rightly so. But notice, this great fear was soon replaced with great joy. It was all because of the message that Jesus is here. So much fear in our world today. You know it, I know it. I mean, we just think about this virus and the uncertainties that surround us. Some of you are at home right now with the virus, and you're, you're afraid. It makes sense. So much fear in the world today. You look at the political climate. It seems to feed off fear and foster fear. I was just with a man this week that unless God intervenes in a miraculous way, he's staring eternity in the face at any moment. And he said right there from his hospital room, I'm just, I'm just afraid. Makes sense. Wouldn't be human if you weren't afraid. Live in a world, it seems. Just overcome with fear. I'm telling you, the message of Christmas is a message of fear not. Because God is here. He's here in the person of Jesus Christ. And whatever you fear because of Jesus, that great fear can be replaced, taken over, and conquered by great joy. Ray Steadman said the chief mark of a Christian should be the absence of fear in the presence of joy. One last thing. It's breaking news from heaven. It's good news. It is of great joy. It brings great joy. But one more thing the angel said, and that is this message of good news, of great joy, look at it, is for all the people. Look at verse 10. The angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Now, it doesn't matter how old you are. There's nothing worse than being left out. You know what I'm talking about? You scroll through your social media, your Facebook page, whatever it may be, and there's a group out for dinner. But you ain't there. And you think, I, I thought I was a part of that group. Doesn't feel good. Or maybe... You go over to someone's house and you look on their refrigerator there or there on their coffee table and you see all these Christmas cards of these families, but you don't have the Christmas card of those families. Thought, thought we were in this together. Never feels good being left out. I remember when I was a little boy, uh, I have an older brother and uh, I was, you know, I was a middle child and I was a little bit of a brat growing up. I admit it, okay, all you middle children out there, well, I identify with you, all right? I identify with you. We had a bad lot in life. And uh, I remember my uncle uh, wanted to take my older brother and my older cousin uh, to one of the Civil War museums there in South Mississippi. 
And I woke up that morning, and there was, I woke up by myself. There was nobody else there. They didn't tell me about the field trip, didn't invite me to the field trip. They were just gone. To this day, I hadn't forgiven. Uncle Lynn, if you're watching, I forgive you, all right? Um, working through my issues up here in front of everybody. Never feels good being left out. I'm so glad for that small phrase, the angels included, right there in Luke chapter 10. He says it is for all the people. Good news of great joy for all the people. As a matter of fact, just say that at each campus. All the people. All the people. All the people. All the people. That means black, white, brown. That means rich, poor. That means successful, unsuccessful. That means the up and out and the down and out. That means the educated, the uneducated, the religious, the non-religious, all the people. That means those who only watch Fox News, and that means those that only watch CNN. This good news of great joy is for all the people. All the people. All the people. I looked it up this week. I looked it up this week in my study. You can check it in the Greek, the original language, the word all. You know what it means? All. John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. He loves the world. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. And what does gospel mean? It's this good news that we're talking about. It's used interchangeably in the scriptures, gospel and good news. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This breaking news from heaven, if great joy, good news is for all the people and until all the people have been reached, our mission is not complete. It's for all the people, champion force. All the people. You ever um, Christmas time? Great time of the year. I know all of us are looking forward to it. Um, but is there anything better? Come on, tell me. Is there anything better than getting a pre present with your name on it? I mean, it doesn't matter how old. You could be Nine years old, you can be 90 years old. You know what it's like, those presents around the tree, and you pick out somebody to start handing them out, and they, they call your name out here. Don, here's your gift. Mr. Crownover, here's your gift. Nancy, here's your gift. It doesn't matter who, whatever your name is called, man, you love your name being called. A gift with your name on it ain't nothing better than that. Let me tell you something. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you're worshiping from right now today. Jesus, he came to this earth and he died for you and he was raised on the third day. And his salvation is his gift with your name on it. And all you've got to do is do like you'll do at Christmas time. For that gift to be yours is to just receive it. Just take it just like you do any other gift. And I'm believing that right now in this room here at the Champions Campus, at North Klein at Conroe, at Jersey Village, and hundreds, maybe thousands worshiping online, I believe that there are some listening to me today, you've never received the personal gift that is yours in the person of Jesus Christ. And all you have to do right now is receive it by faith. All you have to do is bow your heart and with a humble posture, 
confess your sin. That's easy to do. We know we're sinners. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all said things. We've all thought things. All had selfish ambitions and motives that didn't honor God. That sin separates us. Again, we could never get to God. And so God came to us in the person of Jesus. And if you'll ask him to live in your heart, take up residence in your life, and you can use your own words right now in the stillness of this very moment. Just say, Jesus, save me. And when you pray that by faith, God hears that prayer, and I'm telling you he'll do what he did for me and thousands of others. He'll change you from the inside out. And some of you need to make that decision right now. All you've got to do is call on the name of the Lord. Champion Forrest, as you consider the possibility for me to serve as your pastor, if you want to know what Jarrett Stevens is all about, maybe you're here saying, man, what is, how will this guy lead us? What's his priorities going to be? I can tell you it's going to be what you heard today. By God's grace and with your help, Champion Force at all of our locations will continue to be a church that is about the good news of Jesus Christ. And we will work like crazy to share the good news and show the good news to every single person within the shadow of our steeples and even beyond. By God's grace and with your help, my prayer, if you allow me to serve as your pastor, is that I will continue to lead us and lead this great team and lead this wonderful congregation to be a people that are, that, that are of joy and have great joy. That, that people would know the members of Champion Force and say, man, I can't put my hand on it. I can't explain it. But the people that I work with that go to Champion Force, the people that are neighbors, in my neighborhood that go to Champion Forest, the students that are in my school that go to Champion Forest, there's just something about them that's different. I can't put my hand on it, and all of us know what that difference is. It's the person of Jesus Christ who has produced this great joy in our lives. If you allow me to serve as your pastor, I promise you, I will lead us to be and continue to build on the foundation that is set here that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth should look like the kingdom of Jesus Christ in heaven. And that means, that means we're going to reach as many people as possible, no matter what they look like, where they work, what they have, what they don't have. My prayer, my deep prayer is that we will continue and always be known as a church, it's all about good news of great joy for all people. This is the kind of church, this is the kind of church I want to be a part of. And if God allows, this is the church I want to help lead. And so would you just bow your heads with me right now at all of our campus? I want to just have a very quick time of prayer. And then we're going to sing together as a campus. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, you've listened to these words today, and you know you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you today, the Spirit of God brought you here. Maybe it's your first time in a long time to one of our campuses, or maybe you just tuned in because you got the breaking news that something happening, uh, was happening at Champion Forest this week, and you're just watching. 
I'm telling you, that's no accident. That's God by the power of His Holy Spirit bringing you here. Because He wanted you to hear this message today, that this good news, it has your name on it. And if you'll just bow your head and your heart right now and just pray, Jesus, save me. God, in a moment, will save you. Just pray it in your own words. God, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I'm telling you, Jesus, he'll always hear that prayer. He'll always respond to someone who's sincere and calling upon him in faith. And if you are making that decision, or perhaps you want to join one of our local congregations, we would love for you to be a member at this church. If you need to schedule your baptism, we can do that. If you have a prayer need, we want to pray with you. All you got to do is text your name to the number you see on the screen right now, 281-688-2630. Again, that's 281-688-2630. So I'm going to pray, we're going to worship, and then your campus pastor will be up, tell you a little bit more as we conclude these services. But thank you so very much for allowing me to share God's word with you today. And Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your goodness to us. And I thank you for the breaking news that opened up the heavens 2,000 years ago that we have a Savior that's been born who is Christ the Lord. He's changed our lives, and we're so, so grateful. And it's in his name that we pray, the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.